Hello folks, I'm your host Dale Pollard, and I'm your co-host Carl Pollard, and you're listening to The Bible's Not Boring. It's a podcast, and it's aimed at proving its name with each and every episode. I think I'll have what I'm having. Noise. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Bible's Not Boring, or TBNB. If you want to say it like all the cool people do, I'm Dale. This is Carl Pollard, and uh, he has so generously decided to be the co-host with me, and uh, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. That's you know what, Dale? What? I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Hey, brother, I, I appreciate you in so many different ways. I know that's right. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about the show, things you want to hear or talk about, or or maybe to help us improve this here podcast, things that Dale's doing wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one way to. All right, you, you can send it, uh, any of those comments. Man, you're throwing me off. Man, we gotta, we got to learn our chemistry. That's right. But uh, you can send any of those questions or comments to myquestionjar at gmail.com. That's myquestionjar at gmail.com. What was that? One more time? Myquestionjar at gmail.com. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the topic you clicked on, uh, it has to do with anger. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, it's, it's weird how anger has, it, it kind of evolves through the years. Like when you're young, it's cute. Uh, when you get older, it's scary and it's ugly and it causes a lot of problems, you know. Uh, there, there's a difference between having an anger problem and then just like having these awkward, embarrassing memories of times where you just spazzed out. Like you would, Carl, you were trying to fix a boat. Yeah. Breeze and Strat engine. Breeze and Strat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lawnmower engine. How many things have you ever fixed by punching it? being mad at it well i'm gonna be honest dale it's not a good illustration because um there are a couple of things that i have fixed by punching it uh briggs and stratton not one of them no but uh there are a couple things but you know that's a side uh, that's that's not that's not the point here uh not many things can be fixed like uh let's say you're changing your spark plugs and you don't have the right size socket right, the plugs that, that yeah you uh, the spark. yeah yeah you, if you uh hit them with a hammer I mean, it might knock it loose, but you're not going to be able to get it out with a hammer. You know, you can't just hit it and expect it to fix right, your problems. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you know, like, it's cute though. Like when you're younger, it's cute. But you know, like if you see a grown man have like a angry outburst, man, it's it's awkward. Well, I, there are and some. There are some. You know, there are there are some kids that can get away with being angry and still be cute. But you know, a temper tantrum is not very fun to see. Yeah. Or experience, but you know it is it is a different kind of anger. When you're grown up, you should know better. When you're younger, you know you still got a little bit of you know. Yeah, I'm thinking about more like the times when you're younger and you're you're sneaking down the stairs to get some you know like Lucky Charms or something from the kitchen or and chocolate it, chips that are cho- under the kitchen sink. Yeah, sneaking down to get a snack. Yeah, and you stub your toe on like a coffee table or a chair. And as a kid, I I mean I remember being mad at an, an adamant object in adam in adam in adam in adam in in there you go at an object that wasn't alive <laughs> i remember being i remember like yelling at it and like in my head just being like oh you dumb table i hate you or legos yeah or yeah you know you step yeah. it's this the object's not alive and, you, and you're somehow mad at it you're mad at the wall for being there you're mad at the the table or chair you ain't gotta be a kid to feel like that though you know that i grew out of it you did, yeah, man. I'm sure you did. Nah, but I mean, like a you know, like a little chihuahua on the couch. And you come and you're like trying to like kiss it or snuggle with it. 
and it gets that little snarl on its on its nose, and it's like Un- undeniably the worst breed of dog. I'll tell you that right. That's now. right. You know, I picked I picked a bad dog, but no, like, it's true though. It's true. You know, like Bailey, your dog. Yeah. What happens? All right, just give me the nighttime ritual, and when you go and pick that dog up. Uh, well, if she doesn't want to go in her crate, you know, I don't trust her to stay out at night, so I put her in her crate. Uh, and normally she doesn't like going into a crate, and so you go over to grab her, and the first thing she does is just snarl and growl. Now, it's all bark and no bite, you know, she ain't gonna bite you, but she is a dingo. She's part dingo, so, uh, she does have some anger issues, some (laughs) anger issues, and, uh, she don't like being put in a crate, so she gets mad. It's cute though. Like it do, is. do the it's noise. Really cute. Do, do the Bailey noise. Yeah, you, you come over to her. I'm like, hey Bailey. All you hey, gotta do Bailey. is reach for her and you go, Bailey. Hey, Bailey. You gotta go to your crate and you reach for her and she goes, Bailey. And then when you pick her up, she goes, <laughs> and then you just end up throwing her in a crate and then she just sits there. But you know, it's it is cute because she's a dog. But yeah, it's cute. You don't look at a guy that's angry in traffic or a you know guy that's you know ticked off with his coworker and is just yelling at him. You don't look at that and go, man, that's cute. When I think of angry as a kid, I think of you and Gary. Remember uh, Grandma and Grandpa's house? Yeah, I'm going to tell the story. So we were homeschooled, didn't have much to do. And so Gary and Dale decided to have uh, a little two-liter fight. And you may be asking, what's a two-liter fight? Well, it's where you take an empty two-liter and you smack each other with it. It's actually really fun. It, It is. You know, I'd still do it. But uh, the noise is so satisfying. It, yeah, when you is. hit somebody with an doom. empty two-liter bottle, it, it is the the noise when you make contact with the temple. Oh, perfect! And you hit the corner like on a Coke bottle, man. That that thunk is just so satisfying. You know, it doesn't get better than that, Dale. You no, know? it really doesn't. And uh, so anyway, we're at Grandma and Grandpa's house, and Dale and Gary are going at it. They start hitting each other. Of course, where were you? Know, you where were I was, you? I was I was perfect. You know, I was just sitting on the couch watching you guys. Like, man, these guys are crazy. I was perfect as a child. You know, I didn't do anything like that. that but is so not true. Yeah. Well, we're gonna say that. But anyway, I was watching them, and it started off as a fun little playful fight. And then after about five minutes, you can see Dale and Gary, they're starting to get like red in the face and they're starting to get angry and mad at each other. And uh, I don't know how it escalated to this, but you were chasing each other around the house. And then was it, did you slam the door on no, your head? Okay. No, Gary slammed the door on your head. Yeah, yeah. So the, we, we had these plastic lightsabers too. And it, it's been like this for a long time. When I was younger, I could scare Gary so bad because he would smack me in the finger with his plastic lightsaber. And then when you get, <laughs> when you, you hit the knuckle, Man, it just rage it turns central. you into a demon. Man. man, and so yeah. I would I would turn into like a little Hulk, and uh, I I get so mad and it scared Gary and he'd start running around. Well, that happened in this little two liter fight we had. <laughs> he bought me real good, and uh, his arms were longer than mine. You know, being the older brother. And man, when he smacked me in the face, I remember I got so mad. I turned all red in the face and I bowed up at him. Start chasing each other. Yeah, around the house. I started chasing him. And then he ran through a door, and then to try and to get away from me, he slammed the door behind him, and then hit my head with the doorknob. It was like between the doorpost and the knob, and he gave me a concussion. So I thought, or I got to stay up all night, and I rubbed it in his face because we, you know, we had a bedtime being homeschooled and conservative. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. That's what I'm talking about. You don't stay up past eight. That's what's wrong with kids these days. Yeah. You know? bunch of hoodlums mm. but 8 30 you go to you go to bed at 8 30 and so gary had to lay down on the mattress and try and go to sleep but my grandpa said that if i if i went to sleep i might not wake up again 
I don't know if that's true, but to this day, I still believe that. I still do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably real. I don't know if that's real or not, but I, I mean, I still believe that if you have a concussion, you go to sleep, you will not wake up. Mm. And I remember we weren't allowed to drink caffeine. We weren't allowed to drink any soda pop. And uh, I remember I got I got the <laughs> soda, soda pop. I got to drink Mountain Dew, stay up, and, you know, so... Watch Lord of the Rings, remember I'm, that? Yeah, I'm watching Lord of the Rings. I'm staying up late. I'm drinking man, Mountain Dew. I concussion after I'm like, that. man, I go slam my head the door every night. I digress. He digressing. I'm digressing. You clicked on this topic, and it has to do with anger, uh, anger problems. And, Relevant. That, and, you know, we've been joking around this whole time, but, you know, there, this is actually a very serious, serious thing. Uh, and, you know, anger, anger management problems and, and things like that, you know, that's, that's a sign of a, of a heart problem. And it's not good for marriages. Uh, you know, if, if you're a parent that has anger problems and you got kids, it's not good for your kids. Uh, I mean, it's, just, it's really, really harmful. It for, hurts relationships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so damaging. Especially uh, in the church. Tear churches apart with unchecked anger. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, isn't one of the qualifications of elders to be uh, patient, like meek, gentle? Well, it's, it's hard to, to lead a group of people that aren't exactly perfect all the time and have an anger issue because the slightest thing, you're going to start tearing into members, and then you're just going to have a, a, a world of problems after that. But I mean, even, I mean, it happens to the best of us, though. I mean, it, Moses, supposed to speak to the rock, got smacked angry. It. He smacked that With rock. A two-liter bottle. No, it wasn't two. It was a staff. It was a staff. You're right. Yeah, and you know, it's like, what will you do with the two liters? You know, and when you, when you punch the boat engine. But, you know, anger, anger is serious. And God considered it to be a very serious problem because... It, seven things a loving God hates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the seven things loving God hates. It kept Moses out of the promised land. I apologize for that text, but... Popular. We're, we're about to get into a very serious topic. And I, and I hope you... I, I regularly appreciate you letting us go down memory lane there for a second. And just if talk about... If they're still here. If they're still here. Are you still listening? Uh, Anyone there? Oh. Okay, <laughs> but we're gonna get into some serious stuff here, and and I hope that uh, this this next clip it's an old lesson I did uh, a series called I Struggle, and I just talk about some some things that you can do if you struggle with anger, and hopefully, uh, you'll you'll have some good verses and passages to go to to reflect on, uh, if if you are someone that that struggles with an anger issue. Well, you know, and I, I heard you did a pretty mediocre job there, so you know it's decent. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's one of the top five best compliments I've ever heard from you. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I'm I'm actually really excited about this. Carl, he, you know, my brother, we're, we're he's going to be my co-host here. Uh, we both have we're going to tag team this podcast together, and I'm really pumped about uh, these these episodes that are coming up. I, I talked to Jeff Miller. I don't know if he has responded back yet. Oh, so, pardon, Doctor mm. Jeff Miller <laughs> with Apologetics Press, and uh, I, I shot him some questions. I mean, I just blew up his email asking him all these different questions about giants. Because uh, he, he, he talked about this in school, uh, David's Mighty Men and Giants and stuff like that. And he has some really cool material and thoughts on that. And I don't know if he's going to want to put his name to our podcast. Well, here's the thing but with this should. podcast is it really is. It, it's, it's doing a lot of good, at least for me. Uh, it's helping out. And, you know, I didn't want you to get all the glory, so I need to hop on this thing stat. But, you know, it's yeah, it all, really is. All three listeners. <laughs> hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Gary. Gary. Maybe. You know, don't. Janelle? She doesn't listen to it. Oh. Well, she don't like it. She don't understand She's not a fan. But, you know, it really is, I think, the topics that you've been covering and really the, the overall theme of this podcast is going to be helpful. 
Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad that you're letting me be a part of this. Dude, I appreciate it, man. Hey, yeah. this, this is our podcast, you yeah. know, and, and I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, that, uh, God has, has blessed us with the ability to do this, that I get paid, you know, to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the best job in the world, but we're going to talk about giants. We're going to talk about, uh, Matt Wallen with house to house, heart to heart. He's doing a part two. That was the first episode we did was on angels. Where'd they come from? What are they doing? And uh, Matt Wallen is actually recording a second video on uh, demons. Where'd they come from? What are they doing today? It's going to be a very interesting episode. The Bible is a lot of things, but what do I always say? It's not boring. It's not boring. But enough rambling here. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> okay, I digress. No, small talk. I digress. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. Someone once said, speak when you're angry and you'll give the best speech that you will ever regret. You know, sadly, anger can lead to more consequences than merely a heated speech. I bet right now you can probably think of a time where you acted out of anger, and perhaps even to this day, you regret the damage that it caused. You wouldn't be the first person to feel the weight of the consequences that usually follow an angry outburst. In fact, the first murderer can be linked to a consuming anger, and you can read about that account just four chapters into the Bible. But we're going to come back to that, that event in just a little bit. According to Psychology Today, the number one murder-provoking emotion is fear-based anger. But since God already showed us this first, it's not really a new discovery, but it's pretty interesting. Alexander the Great, who conquered much of the known world of his time, actually killed one of his childhood best friends after becoming angry with him at a party. The Washington Post reported some shocking stats in 2015, stating that 1 in 10 Americans struggle with what they described as an impulsive outburst of anger. That's about 22 million people. But up first, before we go any further, let's look at a brief definition and the kinds of anger before we look at what to do uh, and what, what to do about those things, what it can do to you physically, what it does to you spiritually. And uh, a lot of these things might be something that you have, uh, you've already heard before, that you have some idea of, but I believe it'll help to run over. Identifying the different kinds of anger issues. While there are a few people that agree on exactly how many different kinds of anger there are, I believe the Bible helps us make things a little bit more simple and easy to understand. But these three categories sum up most of the other lists that you can find out there. In category number one, is we find people that are angry towards others or anger that is directed towards others. You can see this in traffic, traffic jams, road rage, things like that. Uh, this happens in when you are at a restaurant and you have bad service. They're taking too long. You can become angry. And then also responding towards others who are angry at you. This is very common. Have you ever been approached by someone who was very irritated with you, very angry with you, and their anger made you angry? Well, that would fit into this first category here. The second category is anger directed at self. Now, these are can be things like uh, mistakes that you've made in your past that make you angry. You know, you're in disbelief that you did something like that. You have so much regret and it's weighing on you so much stress out of these things uh, that it makes you very angry. Uh, things like not feeling adequate enough. You think that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, and those kind of things make you angry. Anger is usually a response to feelings that you don't know how to deal with in a healthy way or process. The third category is anger at disappointment. This is like uh, the person that didn't get a raise. 
and they become angry or they can't have children and so they become angry or there's a global pandemic that canceled your vacation plans things like that it's anger that's a result of disappointment those are the three main categories that sum up what most of us get mad at uh, in our lives the list of health issues related to anger is a very lengthy one and in fact this was not a very hard list to find because a lot of the other lists that I looked at um, had some very similar things as well. But there are th physical problems like insomnia, uh, digestion problems, abdominal pain, high blood pressure, elevated risk of stroke, heart problems, heart attacks, skin problems resulting from stress, headaches, and even those angry outbursts that you have can have a bad effect on your lungs. Then there's the effects on your mental health that come from anger, things like depression or increased anxiety, or consuming thoughts that decrease your productivity. Anger can develop in spiritual problems, and obviously this is the most important topic or category that we can look at. We, found out, we find out in the Bible that you can't achieve the righteousness that's required of you if you struggle with anger, or if this is something that is a part of your life. James 1 verse 20 in this context is talking about our anger towards God himself, which fits into that first category, anger directed towards others. Those who are hot-tempered are described as fools in the Bible, Proverbs 29 11 and Ecclesiastes 7 9. Just as that burning feeling occurs when you touch a hot stove, that it lets you know that something's wrong, anger can be a sign that there's something spiritually wrong. This can be deeply a deeply rooted sin problem that's making an appearance in your life. James, again, talks about in James 4, verses 1 and 2, it says, Why are there fights and quarrels among you? Then he says, Is it not from the desires that rage within you? When you think of hot, a hot-tempered person, that's probably not the image that we think of that's attached to someone who is spiritually healthy. So with the remainder of our time tonight, let's answer three important questions about anger. Question number one, what can we do about an anger problem? Genesis 4, back in that um, account about Cain and Abel, uh, it, it's talking about the, the world's first murderer. And there are a few things that lead up to that moment that can help us if we're dealing with anger right now. The conversation with God and Cain is very insightful. God can see the danger of the anger within Cain. And it's interesting that you can't spell danger without anger. But in verse 6, God says, Cain, why are you angry? Why has your counsel fallen? Now, when God asks this question to Cain, he's not asking because he didn't know or because he wanted an answer. The question was for Cain to think about that answer for himself. God then gives Cain a warning in verse 7. He says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not, sin is crouching at the door. Was the feeling of anger what got Cain in trouble here? Certainly not. We can't help how we feel, but we can sure control the response to those feelings. There are a three-step process here when anger shows up in our lives that we can learn from Genesis chapter 4. Think about why you're angry. Think about why God asked Cain that. It's because God wanted Cain to think about why he was angry. And it's linked back to worship and how Abel's worship was acceptable to God and his wasn't. Find out where that anger originated. Where did it come from? And then decide to act righteously. Translating this over into our daily lives, what are we angry at? Are we angry because we didn't get enough sleep the night before? While this may be used as an excuse, it's not, it doesn't mean that we get a free pass to act any way that we please. 
Am I angry at something that is worthy of my anger? Cain was mad because Abel's worship to God was received and his wasn't. Instead of changing his worship to something that was more acceptable, he became bitter and enraged. Learning to identify and react righteously is something that has to be very intentional in our lives. Question number two, what is righteous anger? Well, first you define righteousness or righteous, and that is simply doing what's right in God's eyes. Therefore, righteous anger is being angry at what makes God angry. Righteous anger is good anger. Now that may sound like an oxymoron, but anger can be an emotion that serves as a motivator to act on something just. You can explain that with John chapter 2. Jesus is very angry and he flips tables in the temple. But when you look at what was going on that pushed Jesus to act in such extremes, it makes more sense. There were businessmen who were in the temple, and they were gathering there to make money off of the weary poor travelers that were showing up to worship. And at the same time, they were blocking God's business to worship and prayer. Jesus was making a stance for his father. What makes us angry? What are the kinds of things that make us angry? There are some things that make me angry that are not considered to be righteous anger if I'm looking at the definition that we have in the Bible. But what makes us angry? When properly directed, it can be very productive. Anger at child abuse, anger directed at human trafficking, it can, those things can cause us to rise up and act against something that is wrong. If it doesn't, that could mean there's something very wrong inside of us. So number three, when does anger become a sin? When anger affects my sobriety, that's the simple answer. A biblical lack of sobriety is not just a term um, with a connection to heavy alcohol consumption. It's actually anything that prevents you from thinking clearly. You smash your finger, building a fence. In a rage, you yell, you swear, you lose control. You've lost your sobriety. In traffic, you cut someone off, you swear, you honk excessively, you lose control. In arguments, anger provokes you to raise your voice, to go on rants, to become violent. Anger can be internalized and it can still be sin when it becomes an obsession and in that way it causes a lack of sobriety. Simply put, anger becomes a sin when the object or the origin of our anger is self-righteous rather than righteous. Three questions to think about as we close. Who am I angry at? What am I angry about? And why is it that I'm angry? If the answer to any of those questions are not something that God would be angry at himself, then who are we to take that stance? that wraps up another episode of the bible's not boring thank you so much for listening for supporting us for encouraging us if you couldn't tell this episode had a different chemistry to it and that's because carl so graciously came on as co-host and we had a lot of fun making this episode we're really looking forward to making future episodes we're going to try and drop them every tuesday every tuesday we have about 34 different topics that were planned that are planned for uh, future episodes so I hope you're looking for those. But if you don't see The Bible's Not Boring on your preferred podcast listening platform, then uh, feel free to send me a message, the podcast email at myquestionjar@gmail.com, or you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, all that jazz. But I'll try and get this on whatever platform you are most comfortable listening, and uh, we'll keep the episodes coming. Thank you again uh, for, for taking the time uh, to listen to all this. Uh, the Bible is a lot of things. 
but it's definitely not boring. We'll catch you next time.